Welcome to the Momentum Coaching Podcast. I'm a firm believer that momentum comes from knowledge and success. And I hope today's podcast episode adds another piece to your toolbox that helps build momentum in your coaching. Okay, I'm going to talk about why goal times matter so much at practice. And um, I had a conversation, I had a podcast with Bobby Gintero, um a few months ago. And he talks about how he doesn't love using goal times at practice. Um, and if you fall into that camp, that is also not bad. So I just want to explain where I'm coming from. That um, I'm in, I coach mostly age groupers. Um, so mostly 7th and 8th graders, you know, 13, 14s, um, and high schoolers as well. And the longer I coach, the more I realize how much most high schoolers are still in their developmental stages of the sport. Um, because, you know, a lot of them, you're still teaching so many things. And, it, you know, even at the college level, like I get questions from college athletes about, hey, what should I do in this situation? Or, or what does this mean? And, um, you know, you're just in a constant process of learning. So um, if you're against goal times, that's all good. If you're pro goal times, I'm going to tell you what I use, how I use them and uh, why I think they're useful. So the first thing I do, I don't really use goal times uh, in the training sense as far as like colors or gears or that sort of thing. Um, and there's no specific reason why I don't. I just don't really do it all the time. Um, and I think because if you use them all the time, it gets a little, maybe they get a little numb to it um, with their paces. And especially with like, a lot of high school students, the paces aren't always 100% accurate. You know, if you're dealing with, I think, more experienced athletes that really know how to put in that effort on a test set, or if you base your paces off of a race, um, then you get more accurate times and stuff like that. But, you know, for a lot of kids, their their test set or even their racing um, data is not a 100% indicator of what they could actually be training at. So, but I will tell you, um, I do love race pace, training race paces. Um, and I have a pretty simple uh, race pace calculator that I use. Um, and, and I just love doing it for hundreds, 200s, 500s, whatever. But what I love even better is just giving them a broad, a little more of a broad uh, target that they need to be and let them succeed within it. So as far as the paces go for heart rates and that sort of thing, I think they're great. I think it's a great training tool. When I was an athlete, they were highly motivating for me, except I was always trying to beat the paces when I was an athlete. And uh, that yeah, I did get better, but those paces aren't always meant to be like beat or crushed. And part of that was just an education thing for me. Um, and there's some athletes too who feel really good when they, uh, when they beat those paces. So let's talk about race paces and race paces can be fantastic, fantastic motivating tools because they tell your athlete that they're getting closer to something. So a real easy one is you're trying to break a minute in a hundred. Okay. To break a minute in a hundred, you need to take your first 50 out in about 28 low probably, or um, 27 high, depending on how well you can bring it back. And you need to be able to come back in about a 30. So about two seconds between your splits. 
So if you go 28 and a 30 with change mixed in there, you're going to be 59 low, 59 mid, something around there. That's a great way to do it. So if we're doing race pace at practice, the goal is going to be, okay, can we go um, 29 high from a push? And we're going to see how many times we can do that. And when you get athletes hitting those times at practice, this is where the coaching comes into play and your explanation comes into play that you need to explain to your athletes, hey, if we can do this, then we are getting closer to this goal. And that's what I love about race pacing, race paces. And I, I have a saying personally that if you once you go the speed, your next job is to hold the speed. And when we're working race paces, we'll start with shorter distances, 25s, 50s, and then we build up from there. Of course, doing 100 race pace, like for a 75, that's a long ways to go for a 100 race pace, and you're most likely not going to hit that pace. But you can do 25s, you can do 50s. Race paces are absolutely fantastic. If you're not using them, I would use them. And I would even use them in a broad sense. It doesn't always have to be specifically goal times. Race paces can just be, okay, if you want to be the kind of swimmer that goes under two minutes in the 200 free, this is what you should be holding here. Um, so you just keep it broad like that and you leave it a little more open-ended. And this is where I really like open-ended paces, especially just giving a kid an opportunity to see how good they can be. And this, this kind of leads me into my last kind of paces. It's like open-ended. And we did a set today, a set of hundreds where the first part of it, I said, okay, you need to be within 110 to 115. They were hundreds on 120. One, you need to be within 110 to 115. For my group, that was not hard at all. Everybody did it. They felt successful. Fantastic. Right? And I had some that were one, I had some that were even 109 there. They were feeling good. They went, um, no big deal that they were still executing the set. Some that were going 114, still good. The next set of three 100s we did on 120 again, um, but they had to hold between 105 and 110. So we kind of upped the difficulty, and this is where it became kind of a stretch for some of them. But again, um, out of my group of, I think I had 12 kids, 10 kids, doing this part of this interval set and this paces, um, I think I had like 90% of them were hitting it, and we were doing good. Uh, and then the last set of three, still an interval on 120, I said 105 or faster. And this is where it got really hard. And some of them weren't sure if they should choose that interval group because they saw how hard that last one could be. So what I told them was, I want you to swim as hard as possible to make that first one, to be 105 or faster on the first one. And I said, look, if you die after that, that's all good. You just keep up the effort, finish out the set. It's just three 100s. Um, but what happened was all of the athletes that hit that first interval, that made that first goal time, they all got faster as they went. Maybe not the second one, but for sure by the third one. And part of it is I gave them more of an open-ended pace, something that I knew they could do, but it was at the edge of their abilities. But the only way to do it was to bring in the effort. Like this was not just a gimme type of pace. That first pace that I gave them was 110 to 115, definitely more of a gimme they could do that any day of the week at any time. No big deal. Um, but everybody who hit the first one was about the same on number two and then faster on number three. And it was really cool to watch because I told them this will be challenging, but you can do it. And after you hit that first one, 
you have that taste of success. And man, that taste of success matters so much. And this is ultimately why I love paces and some goal times at practice is because you give your athletes a taste of success. Our sport is filled with so much failure because you're not going the best time at every meet. Practices are going to be hard. Not every day, but a lot of practices are going to be hard. And we need to give our athletes opportunities to succeed other than I went to practice. You know, I want my athletes saying, I went to practice and I made three 100s going 105 or faster. That feels different. And it's just going to be a great confidence booster. And the reason why number three is faster, because when you can get your athletes into that, I'm pushing hard, but there's only one more moment, that's so huge for that mental toughness, the ability to finish. And then as the coach, I can tie that together. And with some of my athletes today, I related this to their 500 free. I said, hey, this is that speed you were going today was just under your 500 free pace. Um, and when I say under, I mean faster. It was a little bit faster than your 500 free. I had a girl who goes about a 530, 500 free. Um, and she, you know, she holds like 106s, 105 highs. And she went uh, 105, 105, 104 today, which is right under that pace, which is really, really good. Um, and I had another athlete that those three 100s were all faster or about, no, they were all faster than the second 100 of her 200 free. And for her, that's like a signal, hey, our 200 free can be way better if we're doing this at practice like this. Um, so just a lot of teaching moments, a lot of opportunities. And I had some kids just absolutely like obliterate. I had one boy that went um, 102, 101, 59, which was really good for him. And um, for the, him, that was just like a big win for the set. But again, open-ended paces. And the best part about it is you don't have to overthink these open-ended paces. You just need to come up with something that fits your athletes. And if you're making, if you're, if you're paying attention to what you guys are doing on a regular basis, you should know about what is good for your athletes, what is fast. So it can't just be about making intervals, right? It has to be, okay, we're making intervals on 120, but how fast are we going? Swimmer A is going 115s. Swimmer B is going 112s. Swimmer C is going 109s. And then you know that, and you can start formulating good paces for your team. Another thing I do to make um, open-ended paces and let the athletes decide to push that hard because we, ultimately we want our athletes to do the work. We want them to decide this is how hard they're going to work and to feel successful doing it is I'll write a set um, with a group of intervals that maybe everybody can make. So let's say it's 75s on 120. Everybody on my group is going to make that. Um, they're all going to make it with even my slowest guys, 10 seconds rest. And I say, okay, I have like a metric like A, B, C, D. I tell them like, if you're a D, if you're a D, that's okay. That's not bad. That's just where you're at. But the goal is to like work your way up to um, an A. And I'll say, okay, if you're an A, you're going to be 47 or faster on these. Um, Bs, you're going to be 48 to 51. Cs, 52 to 55. Um, and then Ds, 56 to one minute. So I don't even leave it in the category for anybody to be slower than a minute. And I just say, all right, let's see where you're at for the majority of this set. So one, the athletes see the metric. They're like, okay, this is what it takes to be this level of swimmer. And me, as an experienced coach, I know 
generally what the speed is of that level of swimmer. Um, and then the second part is they push to see what they can do. Um, and it feels really good. And even that fastest interval, you know, going 47s isn't good enough because if I have five people going 47s, it's going to start turning into a competition during practice with them, and which is really what you love to see. So open-ended paces where you give your athletes a metric, but not like this super hyper-specific one. Um, you just make it right outside their comfort zone and see what they do with it. And not everybody's going to step up to the plate. Today at practice, I did not have everybody step up. Some people just had off days, and that's okay. Um, but a lot of them really surprised themselves. The only thing you need to watch out for with paces is that you do not um, kind of use it as a nail in the coffin for an athlete. You know, if you have an athlete that's struggling with times and that sort of thing, sometimes not hitting their paces at practice can just be like a reinforcement of like, oh, I, I, I am not doing that good. I'm, I'm not as fast as I should be. And that's where you just have to play with it. You can't do paces every single day. Um, but man, definitely one to two times a week, you have some sort of metric is so good for your athletes, especially just teaching them like, what is good? I always love asking coaches the question, what is fast? What is good? What is good for this level? Because you should know, you should know what is good. And more importantly, your athletes should know what is good, especially what is good for them. Because if they're just showing up, they're just swimming the distance and making the intervals, they'll probably still get better, but They'll get better having a lot more fun if they know what they're doing is good.